Hello, we're back live. Hey, Matthias. Hello, guten Abend. Guten Abend, wie geht's? I realized we both effectively swapped countries, right? That's a good point, actually, yeah. When did you move across to the UK? Um, 14 years ago. It's been quite a while. Yeah, well, for me, it was 2006. I moved full-time to Germany, so it was, we had a bit of an overlap there, but... Mm. We did kind of. Have we you... went. We went straight into it there, but we went straight into the questions. Like not no introduction. I was just like bang question. There you go. <laughs> well, actually, I, I, whilst waiting, I came up with another question. If you don't mind, please. Um, I've so obviously we've just been listening to like two and a half minutes of your intro music, and I've listened to that quite a few times before. How did you find it? Do you have it specially made or um, no, I, license I, I, it somewhere? Or? I pay for it. I pay right, for it. Yeah. There is a website. Uh, I forget what it's called now. I'll find it somewhere in my, in my what are they called? My um, collections in Edge. Right. And um, he had to pay a subscription fee. And uh, that's how I get it. Um, Very good. Yes, it's good. I like it. I just basically, I, you know, when I first started doing the live streams, what I used to do is I would literally type in the person's like surname or name and see if I could get any music related to them somehow. And it just got so time consuming. Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I just, I just typed in. I was like, what do I want this like live stream to be? I kind of want it to be like, like fun, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just typed in the word fun and that intro music is just called fun. I'm wondering now, what would be the right music for Tim, though, right? That's a Ooh. good, what would be a good well, <laughs> well, first of all, like, that's a good thing to get into. So we'll put a pin in that for just one minute. Right. And quickly, you can introduce yourself, and then we'll come straight back to the music for Tim, because I love that. <laughs> all right. Do you want to give yourself a quick intro? <laughs> okay. Um, cool, yeah. So Matthias Tierbach, uh, already mentioned, from Germany originally, then ended up in the UK, um, based in London now. Um, I, it's sort of hard describing uh, <laughs> myself in, in, in just one word or so. So I'm 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 a software developer. Mm. I'm a BI guy. Yeah. I'm a manager. Uh, family man, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're multifaceted, aren't you? You got um, so but, much uh, stuff going on. Power BI is, is sort of uh, uh, you know. The, the one thing that glues a lot of that together, not necessarily the family bit, but uh, all <laughs> and then we can go from that straight back to Tyndall. So, Tyndall, what what is it? Right. Well, it's something very sort of technical niche. <laughs> No, it, it's not something, you know, the marketing department would get super excited about, but okay. um, sure it is something lots of developers get excited about, including yeah, yeah. myself, right? Awesome. So it's basically uh, one building block mm -hmm. for a, a much bigger journey uh, that the, the Power BI team has embarked upon to make Power BI developer friendly, cool. right? Something people who think of themselves as developers um, have been missing and asking for and, mm -hmm. and wanting for many years. Um, it's not been the, the Power BI uh, product team's priority for quite a while, mm -hmm. uh, but everything changed last year. Yeah, sure. And uh, Tyndall uh, plays a role in that, in that it basically allows you to use developer tooling mm -hmm. uh, and, and rich text editors to define and review and edit your models. That's it. 
cool. and so basically to make that possible a new language had to be designed yeah um because uh what we had previously was all json based and mm. frankly json documents are great for machines you know computers work uh well with them but they're not so great for people in terms of reading through them mm. or uh, even more so making edits to them um so that's why we thought let's go all the way uh, right nice. i mean the maybe it might be quite interesting so the, the origin of that was uh i approached the product team saying I'd quite, I've got this sabbatical come up. Mm. Um, can I contribute something? Mm -hmm. um, and then, and then um, they came back to me. Um, it didn't take very long and said, "Well, why don't we work on um, breaking out the BIM file?" So BIM file for people who don't know is basically uh, the legacy uh, way of sort of putting your model definitions into a file. Um, you would have come across BIM files if you've used SSDT or if you use tabular editor or so. It's pretty much a, a, a gigantic JSON file that yeah. has everything in it. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, that's not fantastic for collaborating, for uh, tracking changes, for uh, uh, doing uh, co-working, you know, multiple yeah. people on the same project at the same time. Um, so um, we thought, let's do what Tablet Editor has done yeah. uh, with the save to folder mm. um, invention, if you will, which is basically taking the inherent hierarchy from the BIM file and yeah. and translating it into a folder structure. Right? Yeah. Let's let's take that, but. Put it into into a Microsoft product. Make yeah. it make it fully supported, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so that that was the starting point. And you know that also would have been pretty easy or relatively easy and quick to achieve. Uh, you know, with the sort of time I had available. But I love it. So that's just like I could have done that. Yeah. No, it's no problem. It's fine. <laughs> but uh, as we were then talking through how to execute that and how to make mm. it happen and what mm. decisions to make you know are we doing exactly what tabular editor did are mm. we are we uh, making certain changes along the way um uh it got pretty heated because at the end of the day the json format mm. just isn't the right format mm -hmm. for that purpose and so you you can split it up in whichever way you want it's never going to be the right thing and yeah. so that's how tinder was born uh, wow. basically uh achieving the same uh, objective but yeah. in a in a much better way yeah that's cool there we go first very i mean you can tell you've explained that many many times you've got that down to a very precise and very detailed level ex explanation and also not too complex so thank you very much for that um it also answers some of the questions I had in my head before when I was thinking about our our live stream, such as, I wonder where an idea that like that comes from. Like, you just wake up one morning and think, hang on a second, I've got an idea. But no, that, that's just how it happened. Um, someone said, yeah, um, Donald said, I would like to have, I would like a sabbatical. Oh. <laughs> and maybe the rule can be you can have one, but only if you come up with something as awesome as Tyndall. Maybe that's 
the, the rule. Like you're allowed a sabbatical as long as you have a cool project that you work on the entire time. There we go. Is that fair? Yeah. I think I think that's the well, new rule. Well, I mean, I had to earn it by um, having been with my employer for 15 years. Oh, okay. Uh, that's basically how I. That's so a fair yeah, work. Uh, took a took a long time to get there. Yeah, so it wasn't like you know day one work, day two sabbatical. Mm -hmm. Well, fair enough. That's that's reasonable to be honest. And, and frankly, um, the, the vast majority of the actual work that happened on Tyndall hmm. started after my sabbatical. <laughs> so we, we we pretty much used up all the time I had um, for discussions. But yeah, that's okay. great because yeah. you know uh, it. If you got to think stuff through, right? You, you got to allow yourself sort of a, a bit of, you know, creative flow, yeah. um, heated debates uh, to ultimately, you know, get to the best possible solution. And sometimes the hardest part of the project is the long discussions at the beginning to decide the direction and all that kind of politic type stuff. Once you know where you're going to go, you know the direction, you're just sitting mm -hmm. down doing the actual work. Sometimes it's it's just a lot yeah. a lot smoother because you're just like it's just you and a, or a team or whatever rather than mm -hmm. stakeholders or people who have requests. So that that's quite cool. So now we can loop back to the question that you asked yourself, which was, I wonder what song I would have for Tyndall. See, you asked yourself that question. Now I'm just gonna throw it right back at you. Have you come up with an? <laughs> do, do you know? <laughs> I wish I hadn't said that. Right, exactly. Um, you know what? I'm going to give it as a challenge to the chat. Uh, you know, we've we've got so much combined brain power there. I'm sure they come up with something way better. That is quite a cool idea. I like it. Yeah. So this is there the, we go. Your, come your on, task. Donald, Chris, yeah. everyone. Just the, the next few minutes, just just throw some some songs at us that could be used for the 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 theme tune to Tyndall. And by the way, obviously sticking with that, are we? Oh, we stick with that pronunciation, Timdall. Is that is that what we're saying? Is that the official? This is the word. Well, so it's 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 TMDL, which is yeah. the Tabular Model Definition Language. You know, a, a very Microsofty term, mm. um, <laughs> yeah. and um, its precursor is TMSL, the Tabular Model Scripting Language, which was introduced a mm. uh, long time ago. I think. Um, with SQL Server 2016 or so, so okay. like really long time ago. Um, and uh, inside Microsoft, for sure, everyone's always called TMSL, Timsel. Timsel, so okay. It didn't take very long for the first person to say Timdall. Timdall, yeah. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> it's definitely easier to pronounce, and um, it's, um, it's, it's stuck. I, I like it. Just so I'm not knocking it out. I think it's a good pronunciation. I, I enjoy pronouncing things like, you know, Probably our desktop is, of course, Pbix. Everyone who disagrees <laughs> is obviously wrong. Um, it's a Pbix. Um, so yes, I'm 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 happy to go along with with the uh, Timdall. And I'm guessing there's 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 already merch T-shirts and stickers that oh, say yeah. Timdall. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, I failed because ah, I could have won. Uh, I've, I've got um, I've, so the first one I got was from Mark Data Mark in Clap, in, yeah. in the Netherlands. That's really um, so that's very cool. I posted a picture of a selfie um, on, on Twitter back then. <laughs> um, and then I got one from, in fact, I got a whole uh, bunch from um, Reed, Reed Havens. Okay, um, cool. Uh, and uh, I, I did an in-person um, session on Timnil and source control mm. in London last week. Cool. Wore Reed's t-shirt for the first time. Very uh, nice. That's quite cool. Because <laughs> I mean, in in the data community, nothing really exists unless there's a T-shirt or a sticker. Yeah. That's yeah. 
So that would be my next challenge to everyone now, right? We need a, we need a third Tyndall uh, design uh, in terms oh, okay. of right. Cool. I, I love I love all the just it's basically a, like a whole series of challenges tonight. That really keeps it interesting. I, I like it. Yeah. The um we, we can we can have it with some kind of like like hashtag or something. You post your design like when they did the T-shirt design. Didn't didn't Power BI the the community site have a T-shirt design competition a few months ago? Mm -hmm. Yes, I, I vaguely remember that. What came out of that? I can't remember. I think I I don't even ever seeing a winner being announced. I could be wrong, well, but I guess fabric has probably come in uh, happened right, and now That's everything officially is fabric. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which ex which explains why everything went green, of course. By the way, Do you know the yeah. whole the whole thing about oh, we've changed the color in Power BI mm -hmm. to green because it's more like friendly. For, mm -hmm. Which I was like, yeah, okay, that don't think that's true because it's actually not. And then all of a sudden, fabric came along and it was all like green and stuff. And I was like, yeah, that makes more sense. That that seems to be a much more accurate reason. Um, but yes, I suppose fabric being announced would have actually overshadowed the announcement oh. of a t-shirt competition. To be fair, um, fair enough. So. Oh, good. So one second. Do you have we any have... cool Power BI t-shirts? I I have only one Power BI t-shirt. It was bought for me uh, for Christmas by my wife. I mm. have to admit, I'm not a I'm not a massive fan of clothing merch. I won't. I don't mind stickers. I don't mind mugs. But clothing merch, I'm not a bit, and I'm quite, and I don't talk about it very often because I feel like I'm, people think I'm being judgmental. I'm I'm really not. Um, it's more like an environmental thing for the, like clothes, waste and, uh, and what have you. So I won't go into it too much because I don't want to be this, this boring person who's oh, sitting right. here be, being grumpy about it. Well, um, actually, this, 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 please. Can you see? I got Microsoft. At Microsoft yeah, cool. Build, yeah, nice. uh, just last month. And I'm, I, I've been wearing it a lot since. So, That's you know, uh, it, because it's actually good size and it's yeah. perfect for, for this kind of temperature right now. Um, ah. Yeah. I love blue, so I mean, you know, they knew. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like me with something like like orange or, or yellow, I suppose, which are very accidental color choices for me. I just started using orange and yellow, but what are you going to do? Christian came up with it. We've had one song suggestion so far. We've had we've, we've had Farrell Williams and Happy. We can live with that. If you make some happy, they can use it. There you go. There we go. There yeah. you go. But it's a nice thing. We've got, you know, fun being my theme tune, happy being your theme tune. So at least it's like an, an upbeat thing we've got going on here. That's quite nice. Anyway, I have questions about, you know, the person that you were before Tyndall. I'm very okay. curious as to where you, how you came to, to be where you are right now, your your career path journey, if you will, that always interests me. If you if you want to talk about that, is well, that almost, okay? Almost want to sit down for this, but I'll I'll keep standing now. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, good question. Um, it's it's been an interesting journey, um, particularly since I didn't even start off in technology at all. Mm. Uh, okay. When I after so after high school, I uh, I went to uni to do philosophy and literature. I love it. Um, and uh, ultimately got got a, a German literature degree cool. in America, uh, interestingly enough. Um, and um, uh, then came back to Germany after that. And uh, it, it was a bit of a tough time in terms of economy. Uh, oh, OK. Uh, so uh, there was not an obvious way for me to actually make some money mm. <laughs> to, mm. to sort of pay my bills and get some food um, from having a literature degree. Mm. Um, so I remembered my childhood passions of sort of hacking computers mm. um, and all of that. 
Yeah. And um, yeah, sort of got accidentally got into doing coding. It, it all started with Excel macros. So ah, I, okay. yeah, so I, uh, I, I got a job um, in a, in a sort of data management team. Mm -hmm. um, they were doing almost everything in Excel and um, uh, they relied quite a bit on having custom VBA macros to sort of reformat big tables of numbers and, mm -hmm. and, and turn it into charts and whatnot. Um, so I got into that and actually mm -hmm. really developed sort of a passion for automating stuff. And then, and then uh, .NET was a thing, yeah. you know, that yeah. it, it became a thing at the time. Um, so I then moved from VBA to VB.NET. Mm -hmm. And then everyone was talking about C sharp. So C, C sharp clearly became the next big thing. That, yeah. that was quite obvious at that time. So mm -hmm. I taught myself C sharp, mm -hmm. um, like within six months or so. And uh, then um, basically, that's cool. I have not left it ever since. So yeah. uh, I've been I've been writing C sharp almost every day for like wow. what uh, almost uh, twenty years now. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, so that pretty much led to quite a few um, years doing software, um, sort of yeah. office automation. Um, in fact, um, it's quite interesting looking back now because one one sort of passion project I had way back mm -hmm. um, is very similar to what I ended up doing with PI <laughs> tools and Tingle, cool. actually. Uh, it was breaking up um, PowerPoint files and automating the uh, creation of PowerPoint files, um, uh, huh. which back then um, was a bit of a niche because there was mm. um, very little tooling for it. So they yeah. had released the OpenXML formats that, mm -hmm. that was new at the time. Um, so you really similar to PBX files. You had a zip file that contained um, sort of certain parts, uh, uh, all of them made of XML files mm. uh, as opposed to JSON. But uh, the whole concept was quite similar. And uh, I reverse engineered how those various XML bits sort of work together, and then came up with some automation solutions, which quite frankly, is what PBR tools did with PBX files, right? Um, only yeah. uh, some 15 years later. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, interesting. Uh, I love it. Um, it's, it's quite, uh, once you've got a few years behind you, it's quite funny looking back and, and see how it's true. Uh, one thing led to another, right? It is for sure. And I really, um, I, cause I, I talk about it quite a lot when I have people on the live streams and stuff about, you know, where they came from, what they've done. And, um, I do love the the um, the the, the non-standard entry we say, but though I maintain the non-standard is more standard than the actual standard, if that makes any sense, you know. Um, and this part in someone's life when they kind of go, you know, what I did that when I was younger. That was pretty cool. I want to kind of try and do that again, you know. Um, this one, oh, yeah, I used to do stuff with computers. I want to let, let's let's just try and do that again. See see if I enjoy that, you know. This must be like I would love to do like a some kind of personality test of every single person who 
enjoys that process of automation or enjoys uh-huh. doing that and just to see these common traits because it's it's something that you see quite often i mean I, again I, I studied history and politics you know and um as i originally was supposed to, to study english that i didn't exchange history and politics and then i'd also in my teen years really enjoyed kind of essentially destroying computers and what have you mm-hmm. um not with a hammer you understand by actually like you know writing writing bits and pieces and unintentionally destroying them more than anything so it's just great to see like people like just people being just generally curious to see what they can do and then coming up with all these fantastic solutions and then you obviously i'm not saying it ends with tyndall because there's no no the end for you that would sound a bit dark to say that but that's where you are now you've kind of gone Mm -hmm. like full circle so very nice very cool actually Earlier, I, I, I thought of a question for you, if you don't mind. You can, you can I, didn't, all I, I didn't think I would ask it, but it actually fits perfectly. So uh, famously, you um, used to work for EasyJet. Uh, Correct. Right? <laughs> um, I was just wondering whether you think, or what experience from, from, from that job you think is now useful to oh, you yeah. whilst doing BI? Um, I think think and i'm going to give a long answer because i'm incapable of giving short answers really um when i was doing the job uh, and this is not to sound disrespectful at all it's just something that a job that wasn't for me if, if you do that job and you like it then for all respect um i did feel like i was you know wasting my time not learning anything it's a very repetitive job mm. you do the same thing over and over again you know you, you fly you you know you give food out you do your safety demonstration all over and over again um, so I felt for a while, I felt like I was wasting my time. And before that, when I was working in bars, I worked in, um, in bookies when I was a student as well. So all like really customer facing jobs, you know, like I was there in front of the customer, in front of the person who, if you think about the jobs that I was doing as well, like working in a, um, a bookies, like with taking bets and stuff or not giving them money when they thought they'd won a bet. Um, very good people, customer skills, basically. The ability to, to, to talk to people, to listen, and to be a people person. For, certainly mm-hmm. from EasyJet, that's fully what I got out of it. Um, because you're just there all the time. So, And that's one of the things I enjoy most about, well, I'll say my current job, because I just changed job, but the job that I have in general mm. um, is to, to interact with people, you know? and to to help them when they have have a problem to kind of listen to, to what they need or requirements whatever it is and just to be i i think the role of an analyst is a really nice spot within a company because you're not entirely business mm. you not you're not entirely data you know you you represent data within the business and you represent mm-hmm. the business within data you know so you have to speak to both stakeholder and you have to speak to whomever, depending on, the, of course, the structure of your company, engineers, the, the people who are more technical than me, you know? And I think that's one of the things, or the thing that I took most from working with Egypt was just the ability to really just talk, listen, mm-hmm. and have good customers, good customer skills because, you know, essentially customers are, or stakeholders are customers, you know? You're providing them a product. Data is our product. You know, and I represent that within the company. 
So yeah, that's that's my long answer to your question. <laughs> your question. <laughs> well, I guess a customer on an EasyJet plane um, has a, a lot less potential for <laughs> sort of demands, right? <laughs> they, I, they do what they're told. <laughs> my the, the 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 best the best passenger I ever had at EasyJet. Um, I was we were flying a very short flight from Berlin to Copenhagen, and it was like forty five minutes, you know. And this guy gets on the plane, and I asked him to see his boarding card. And he just, he doesn't kick off, but he's like, so rude, so rude. He was like, this is ridiculous. I've already shown my boarding card here. I need to show it again. This is crazy. I'm so pissed off and this, this, this. And he was, he was really angry. Um, and I explained, look, I'm sorry, but you need, we need to see your boarding card. You know, we need to ensure that you're on the right plane. Show it me, go and sit down. We're done. It's all good. So he did, he went and sat down. And the reason he was the customer who who stood out for me. He was the nicest because about five minutes into the flight, the guy just put his finger finger up to get my attention. I woke up and he just he looked at me and said, you know what? I'm really sorry. I'm having a really long day. I'm really tired. I'm in a bad mood. It's not your fault. You did nothing wrong. I hope everything's okay. I apologize. And I was like, wow, that oh, happens so yeah. rarely. Mm -hmm. And it meant it meant so much, you know, mm -hmm. and just the power of just being able to just just kind of hold your hands up and say, "I was wrong. That sucked." You know, it has such a powerful effect on people. So it was it, for those things. Like, there was were some really nice moments. Yeah, so it was quite cool. Yeah, should we quote this large question in the comments? Can we? Do you think that's okay for you? I haven't I haven't read it, so I'm scared. Should, should, should. <laughs> I've, I've seen it. Um, should I be angry for misspelling my name? <laughs> <laughs> so Matthias minus one T. Please help yeah. me. How can I explain to my colleagues in layman's terms what the value is of your proposition and take the extra step? Thank you guys from Holland Edward. And um, the proposition. I have to say, um, I actually know Edward. Uh, we met on Power BI Cruise. Um, ah, cool. In April, um, yeah. going from Copenhagen to Oslo and back. Um, Very nice. Which um, uh, I really hope will be repeated next year because it was a fantastic event. I would love to go. I just get very seasick, so it's just out for me. <laughs> no, I, that wasn't. I don't think that would have been your problem. It, it was mm. just um, there, there is a constant noise level. Uh, ah, okay. on the boat uh, mm. and obviously the lower you go the more there is right mm. particularly mm. during the night um mm. other than that um uh, it it got absolutely freezing by the time we got to Oslo I wasn't quite prepared mm. for that because mm. we had been through a pretty warm spell so I thought okay well I'm just hopping over mm. there it's the same weather as in London but no it wasn't um yeah, that was, that was really bad. <laughs> Windy, wet, grim. <laughs> but oh, wow. um, there we go. Um, yeah. Uh, apparently, the week after Oslo had like twenty-five degrees. It's it's pretty wild. It it seems mm -hmm. to really move back and forth. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, but back to the question. <sighs> In layman terms, um, right? I would say. If you do BI, you should deeply care about accuracy and reliability of what you're presenting, right? Yeah. You, uh, you, and you will want to be in a position where you've got complete confidence that the numbers that 
showing up on your dashboard are the right numbers, mm. no matter what happens. Um, and you don't want to have to sit there all the time, sort of uh, worrying and watching everything uh, for stuff to go wrong, right? Mm. And so this is this is where you know good developer processes and techniques come in. Mm. This is where automation comes in. This is where uh, source control comes in because mm. uh, you you know exactly. Um, where your source of truth is, right? You've got a repository, um, you've got a main branch that contains what's in production. You always know that. Uh, mm. um, you have complete um, uh, visibility if someone puts a change in, what that change is, because you see a nice diff and yeah. you can review it. Uh, yeah. and, and with automation, you can click a button mm. um, if you're happy with your review and then it goes through, right? Mm -hmm. And so that, that would be my answer. It's ultimately um, for us to be able to deliver what we're meant to deliver, which is mm -hmm. accuracy and reliability, um, but making the machine help us do that, mm -hmm. you know, take stress out of it, you know, mm -hmm. be able to sort of sit back in your chair and and be relaxed because you can be relaxed because everything you know is automated and uh, you've tested it once and you know because of automation it it will run reliably a hundred or a thousand times. Yeah, yeah, that's sounds like a solid answer. There we go. Thank you, thank you for speaking about source control. And there you go, Matthias. Sorry for getting you the name wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no worries. I, I, I was just kidding. Um, <laughs> Uh, the, the, the double T version of my name is the more common one. So yeah. I've been fighting my whole life. I can imagine. <laughs> I, can imagine. I had to, I, on a, every single time I wrote your, your name, I had to ensure that I was getting it to get correct. I think a couple of times I've sent someone an invitation. It was written with the first name, the, the surname first and the wrong around. It's always embarrassing when you do that. Um, but the whole thing about source control and all this type of stuff of course being more and more valid now and you know it, it exists in, in power bi for the one thing that i find the for me the biggest change isn't the fact that it exists now but it's the concept of actually being able to work on a, a power bi project like and then not in a solitary way it's always been for so long it's been it's like it's been a one-person job right mm -hmm. you've you're a Power BI developer, you have a project, you're working on your own. Why? Because that's pretty much the only way you can. Mm -hmm. So to, to swap that around and to, that for me is the biggest barrier, you know, to actually have a project and be like, okay, I'm doing this now, you're doing that. And I'm like, wow, this is, it's just, it's been a long time, you know? And that's yeah. not, that's not to say I'm not good at working in, on in group projects. I always, I always been pretty decent, but mm. you know, it's a big thing. Big deal. Have you played around with, um, uh, Power BI projects and tiny bit. I've honestly, I've, I started a new job at the start of this month and I've been mm -hmm. just completely <clears throat> focused on my own stuff. And, um, you know, it's, you know, probit site that, that lovely six months, <laughs> uh, what's it called in English? Probit site, the, um, probation, probation, yeah. probation period. Yeah. Um, but no, I've been just kind of learning about the, the company, the job and stuff, but I've had a, I've had a, a quick play and I was like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. I'll get that later. <laughs> And yeah. I, I guess, I mean, have you have you had much feedback about that or conversations about actually the, the, the concept or the, the prospect of working in larger groups on these things? Um, 
Well, the number one feedback so far, mm. I mean, first of all, I mean, I, I don't own, obviously, I don't own this new folder format, right? Sure. So that yeah. is Microsoft and, and Ruby in particular, mm. uh, who's, who's uh, been a PM on that. Um, but um, I can talk about it because Rui and I have spent a lot of time together. Mm -hmm. He also PM Timnil, so you know it, it's it's okay. all sort of uh, closely linked. So uh, the number one feedback that I've seen and and Rui as well is, well, there's no Timnil in here. And then the second thing is, um, well, um, the, the report is is just one massive gigantic JSON file. Okay. So basically, right now mm -hmm. in in this very early preview, mm -hmm. uh, we've we've w things have sort of gone backwards a little bit, right? So Timber was released um, as oh. a capability yeah. back in April, yeah. but for now, there is actually no Microsoft product yet that mm. ex explicitly supports it. Mm. It's only available as a library. And which is why Tablet Editor and PBR Tools support it, mm -hmm. um, but nothing uh, made and shipped by Microsoft yet, right? Mm. Um, and um, so that's coming, and uh, that's definitely been uh, big feedback. And then okay. similar for the report, right? Yeah. So I talked about coming from the BIM file mm. to the folder structure earlier. Mm. The same story is now, or the same passage is now needed for reports, right? Yeah. We effectively right now have the BIM equivalent of reports, only it's much worse because mm -hmm. it's not even proper JSON. It's it's sort of uh, a mix and match, um, and uh, uh, th that is a, a, a massive hurdle, right? Sure. So sure. It, it's step one, and many other steps are still needed. However. Yeah. If you know PBR tools, if you've used PBR tools, right? Um, mm. What I'm talking about here in terms of sort of putting reports and models into folder structures, PBR tools has had for many years, right? Mm. So, okay. I mean, in my own projects, for me, this stuff has always been reality. Yeah. And yeah, anyone okay. using PBR tools, um, mm. they've always had that, right? What's needed now is for Microsoft and uh, and desktop to actually catch up yeah. and, and provide so, sort of the same yeah. um, tooling, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so a lot of stuff, but it's also like when stuff is getting new release as well, it's kind of like seeps out bit by bit and people maybe expect these huge changes immediately, you know? Um, so when you were talking that, I did a small laugh, not at what you were saying, um, rather this thing from um, Chris Wagner. I, th I first thought that he was asking um, a, a real uh, a, a real question, Where, where's it gone? I've, I've lost it now. It was, how do you, yeah, you go. How do you make a Power BI report more interactive? And I thought it was a general question, but then he came with his answer, and I was like, it's quite funny. Add a button that says do not click. <laughs> Absolutely true. That's actually, you know, I actually might try that. Do not hover your mouse here. Do not click on this. That would probably work, you know. There I we like go. It. I like it a lot. So, all right. So we, we've got uh, completely separate jokes going on in the chat. Very nice. Yeah. So, um, um, I think it was a question from, from our, are you, are you okay to, to answer the odd question? Yeah. yeah, yeah I don't want yeah, yeah. to put you on the spot. That's cool. Um, oh my God. How do you see the future of PBI tools considering the version control and deployments are supported natively in Power BI? Um, very good question. It's not the first time uh, <laughs> I've had it. 
uh, in fact, uh, someone raised uh, a GitHub issue on PBI Tools just a few days ago with that okay. exact same question. Okay. Um, my answer has always been, um, there, for me, there's no reason to stop doing anything around PBI Tools. In fact, it's quite the opposite because um, Microsoft is now actually providing libraries and APIs yeah. and capabilities okay. so that tools like Tablet Editor and PBI Tools um, can actually, um, you know, provide deployment options and, and source control um, uh, uh, tooling um, in a supported way. Okay. Right? So that that's key, right? This mm. is now officially supported by Microsoft. Yeah. Um, whereas previously, um, PBI Tools sort of had to do unsupported stuff, right? It yeah, was the yeah. only way you could get there, but um, you you weren't able, and and everyone in Microsoft was always very clear to tell you that you weren't able to call Microsoft support about it, right? Mm. Um, so, so that's changing. And um, um, uh, the, 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 the key focus for PBI tools moving forward will be in deployment space, um, where mm. I think um, it has a, a very clear place because um, whilst I fully embrace and enjoy what they've delivered around fabric git integration and in fact just a week ago i demoed that extensively to the to the london user group um, it um uh it is limited right it's it's sort of it it gives you a black box where with you know a small window that you're allowed to open and that's it right mm. and so um, I think in 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 larger teams in bigger organizations where there is need to actually customize your deployment process and where there's need to integrate things like testing mm. and uh, and automation around you know modifications of your model or your report definition or where um, you what else might you want to do uh, or, or yes uh, where you may want to um control um your data set refreshes right obviously okay, that's yeah. a big deal that's yeah. uh, you know if, if i mean you can deploy data set changes if you don't actually organize your refresh properly um mm. you may have a sort of an invalid model there or or people will not see your updates so there, there's a lot of stuff um that's actually needed if you think end-to-end -end, yeah. what's required you know to have a high degree of automation and i explained earlier why i think automation is key um for your for, for your entire sort of power bi offering right yeah. and um frankly that's not what we're getting from from git integration you know we're only getting sort of very simple um basic uh clicky clicky drag and drop <laughs> stuff, right um and but that's okay because I mean for many teams that that will be sufficient and will be more than they've ever had. Mm. Um, for other teams, um, I think, and I'm sure there will be a need for sort of more sophisticated tooling, right? And yeah. that's actually yeah. where I see PBI tools. But again, cool. in a fully supported way, right? Yeah. So yeah. A whole game changer, really. For sure. Nice. That makes sense. Obviously, the tools invented. Its own sort of break, 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 uh, 
break out the BIM format and break out the report mm. format, right? Mm. So uh, yes, I'm 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 not retired. There's no point, you know. Now that Microsoft has got Tyndall, and mm. now that they're going to have something similar for reports, hopefully, fingers crossed. Mm. <laughs> um, you know, there's no point sort of offering an alternative format to that, but. Uh, we're not there yet, so for the time being, there's a really good um, use case for it. Cool, very nice. Um, I was just checking out you. Just you mentioned GitHub a couple of times. So I was just before we started talking, I was looking at your GitHub, and I was um, I've just recently started kind of. Yeah, yeah. Do you, you want to talk about your fear of Git a little bit? <laughs> I don't feel I hate it. I hate it so much. It's like someone invented a website that makes me feel stupid. Um, I feel like some therapy is needed here. I honestly, I think you're probably right. To be honest, it's become like a thing that I just got like I just automatically reacted. I get some kind of like PTSD. I'm not sure, but I think it's because the first times I went into it, I thought it'd be like you know, it's a place where you like store stuff, and I wasn't. I just feel like it's been designed as a site to be as awkward to use as possible. You know. So is your problem with GitHub the GitHub, yeah. or is your problem with Git GitHub? Um, GitHub, okay. GitHub. I just don't, I think it has a terrible UI. Right. It's just, it just, everything that you need to do, and it just seems hidden in like three, three clicks away or like, I mean, really, I was, this is this well, ridiculous. Clearly you haven't used Azure DevOps. No, <laughs> because, I haven't. You're, I haven't. Right. Right, actually, it's because a good if point. You, if you compare and contrast those two, yeah, okay. GitHub is the easiest and smoothest and most <laughs> enjoyable thing. <laughs> 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 I love that everyone has the hierarchy of what's more terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh man. No, it's it, it's just it's simple fact that I mean I, I I gave myself a goal the other day to start using it because of my um my Vega Light templates, you know? Um because I previously had them on my website, but there's a ridiculous place to store templates on my website. It makes no sense. Um so I start uploading stuff and I was like, okay, I've got some green squares, that's nice. Um, but literally all I know how to do really on GitHub is to like upload a template and that's it. And if you look at like Taze, Taze has like a really beautiful uh, GitHub and other like, are there places where you can like get like a GitHub like, like template to make it look a certain way or, and like you have to like fork stuff and then forking seems like a terrifying thing to have to do by the way. <laughs> it's like, I clicked, you know, the, um, the guy from Power BI Tips, those, um, they have the, the Vega Light. Like, yeah, Mike and 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 the three. Sorry, I always forget people's names. Um, I went on theirs to put on a Vega um, a Vega Light template, uh -huh. and I clicked on something and said, "Oh, you're going to fork this." And I was like, "I don't want to fork. I just want to upload a file." And so you have to <laughs> fork. I was like, "What does that mean? Just use words that humans mean." And that brings me back to sometimes this industry in general. Uh, Mike Seth, right. thank you very much um, for me. Just the, the need to have words that are just jargony sometimes drives me crazy. And for me, GitHub is just like the perfect example of that. So it's partly my lack of education on the matter. And I just feel like I'm, I'm too stubborn to sit down and actually learn it properly. Um, sorry, that's, that was just me going on a complete rant. And I know there are good questions in the chat, and I promise I will get to your good questions. But when I'm talking about how much I hate GitHub, nothing can stop me. Um, so yeah, but I'm trying. I'm really putting in effort in the past few weeks, you know? But Matthias, yeah. don't you have? A, don't you do it? Didn't you have like a, a a talk about an intro to GitHub or something? Yeah, you I, did that? I've done yeah. it a couple of times. You've yeah. done. I haven't watched it. I need to. I'm so sorry, mate. I always mean to watch it. I never get around to it. So now I've shamed myself and I've admitted online, or sorry, online on air that I haven't watched it. So now I will promise. Okay. I'm just wondering. 
Shall we do? Shall we do a very quick live ad hoc demo of something really cool in GitHub um, that you know, that will maybe convince you that it's actually a cool idea? What, you know what? If if you're up for it and you can share your screen, I'm I'm fine with that. If if no, actually I don't care. We're gonna do it anyway. Let's do it, mate. Uh, I just need to find the share screen button. Right. I promise. Uh, I, I I did notice a couple of questions by the way. So there was one when you're doing that. Someone asked a question. How do you feel about? on object formatting. I'm sure someone asked that question somewhere. Uh, I hate it. That's my answer to the question. Um, on object formatting, I try to use it sometimes, but I always switch it off because it's terrible. Um, this one. How do you, uh, how useful do you think on object editing than the early visualization pane? I think it will be good, but right now it's not good enough to be used. There you go. Um, so we have your screen. Can I, can I bring you my screen uh, with a cool moon? picture and all of that. Can I bring it up? Is it okay? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll bring that up. There we I'll go. Move the chat um, off so we have I more found space. the other day that in, in the Windows uh, or in, in the Microsoft Store, you can actually download um, um, uh, a wallpaper um, packages. And I've got this one, which which contains NASA uh, space pictures. Which uh, So they, they constantly flip. It's absolutely exciting. That's I, cool. I love I love space stuff. So, so nice. there we go. But this is not what I wanted to talk about. Um, <laughs> so, all right. So, I'm going to show you. So, have you have you been to the PBI Tools website? I have. Yes, I have. Yes. All right. Cool. Um, this site is entirely um, controlled and managed by GitHub. Uh, and so, I'm going to show you um, how that actually works and how we can make a small change directly in GitHub and, and have it uh, show up on the on the website straight away. Um, how cool is that? So basically, this repo, mm -hmm. which is, um, here we go. So that's uh, part of the PPI Tools um, uh, organization. So that basically contains the source code for mm -hmm. the website. And um, let's... Uh, I don't want to do anything silly here, but uh, <laughs> uh, let's. Um, why why don't I get rid of this dot? Right. So because I don't even know why it should be there. Um, let's consider this a bug. Let's fix it. Right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right. So um, basically, in here, and also this is the GitHub Web Editor, which is uh, pretty cool. You don't even need to download anything. You you no longer. I mean, obviously, for big changes, you would, but mm -hmm. for small stuff. You can edit straight in a browser. Pretty exciting. Um, so all I need to do is to basically find um, my landing page, which um, is um, uh, uh, index.md. And mm -hmm. we can also see that this actually uses um, an inclusion tag. So it basically has intro.html as, as a separate resource. Uh, but we can find that includes landing intro.html. There we go, right? And so this is this is HTML, right? So yeah. I've got a few divs here. I've got a h1, yeah. and basically this is the dot I want to get rid of, right? So I can just go here, um, go into edit mode, get rid of a dot, and that's it, right? And so now I'm gonna. Um, uh, commit those changes, mm -hmm. and I'm going to give this a nice message. Going to say removed uh, dot from 
header, right? Mm. And um, down here, I can actually create a new branch. Uh, let's do, let's call this, I call this, I can call this whatever, right? So live demo, not with, but let's do for Ben. <laughs> um, so I can, I can basically put this in there, but uh, sort of in a, in a, in a separate namespace mm -hmm. where it's not quite the official production version. It's, it's, it's a candidate for mm -hmm. what could become production. Okay. Right? Which is also why we're saying we're proposing those changes, right? I so like if it. I do that, um, I'm actually getting a pull request. Um, mm -hmm. And um, this one says, I want to, um, I'm, I'm proposing, you know, to, pull all the changes I made in live demo for Ben um, into main. Main happens to be my production branch. This is the one I just created, right? And um, uh, all I need to do right now is to, I mean, I could put a comment here, mm. but it's actually fine for me to just create the pull request. And now what's really cool is if I go to this tab, look at that, I've got my diff view, right? I, I can now see, um, you know, that, yeah, this is no longer here. And other than that, um, no other changes. Uh, well, it looks like um, somehow uh, an empty line was inserted here, but uh, that doesn't make any difference. So you know, this this is the sort of visibility. That's that's yeah. the that's the yeah. transparency in terms of what's changed, right? And this is precisely what Timnal does, right? Yeah. Only for yeah. data models uh, yeah. for Timnal because. All your tables and measures and columns and whatnot are going to be sort of broken out into small snippets that you can make sense of. Um, you're going to be able to see someone proposes, you know, to change the DAX expression for that measure, mm. right? Um, you're going to be able to see exactly uh, what the change is. You, you, mm. And then you can go in, right? Um, mm. You can go here. If, if you're the, the powerful manager, right? And you can say, merge. <laughs> merge a pull request, right? Um, mm. So now I'm confirming that, which means um, this is now going into main, right? Yeah. And and now automation kicks in, right? If I go to actions, I can see uh, in a second, um, there we go, look at this. I've got an action that got kicked off automatically, right? I didn't mm. have to do anything other than confirming my change. Mm. And this stuff, basically recompiles my website uh, and ultimately makes it available. It's probably just going to um, take a few seconds here. Yeah. And um, we can, yeah, we've got a nice sort of diagram view as well. Yeah. And um, um, yeah, then it's done creating a static HTML website. Mm. And uh, I'm just that's waiting. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, any, right. I mean, that's not scary, is it? It's not. Um, what should, should I take the screen off the, uh, off the um, thing now? Yeah? Should I no, I want to, I want to okay. show everyone. Okay. Uh, it's, it's not scary. No, it's just, I, I know it's, the thing is, it's, it's something that I say quite often. And I know it's half me. I do maintain that it's, uh, that the, for some parts, it doesn't, it isn't particularly user friendly. But I think it's also, you know, it does a hell of a lot more than I, Ever actually use? I literally using it in a place to store templates, which is just right. 
crazy uh, and what it can actually do. But I, I also feel that if I start liking it, then I might lose a little bit of solidarity with Ed Hansberry because we have a thing going on that we both hate GitHub. So I, 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 I don't want I don't You've leave on get over own. that. Come I know. I, I will. I will. Right. Look, we've got a green take now. And look, conveniently, I even have the URL here. So if I go here and, and do a refresh because mm -hmm. of caching, there we go. Dot is gone. Yeah, right. That's cool. So that, that's it, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, just coming back to the, you can take my screen off. If, if okay. You like. um, um, and coming back to the question earlier, ultimately, you want the same degree of control for yeah. your data models and your reports, right? That's very true. That was, oh, sorry, we're wrong around. You're on top there. Um, that was a very cool demo, by the way, and expertly done that you had no preparation time that you could do that show. It shows that you're, not, you're an absolute pro, by the way. Um, you're, you're right. It's, it, it's cool what I can do. I just have to prioritize a little bit more learning. The issue is, and I, maybe this is something you can relate to. I hope it is anyway. Uh, otherwise, I'll feel even worse about myself. Um, do you know when you have like loads of stuff that you want to learn, but there are always mm -hmm. these things that are like never like in the top five priorities? Um, that's just the way it is for me with GitHub, you know? Like there are things that I, obviously I'm kind of more drawn to the things that just generally interest me. So if I look at like challenges with Deneb and then actually just the other day I, I downloaded Tableau just because I really wanted to mm -hmm. download, I got a test license and just I wanted to experience building visualizations in Tableau as well, you know? Um, it's just always been far, just far enough down my list of priorities that I never actually do it. Do you know what I mean? Fair enough. Yeah. What do you think about the new card visual? I love it. I think it's it, it's very cool. And I think it's a really perfect example of this project that Miguel is working on, you know? Mm -hmm. Because it's really, really versatile. And you can quite quickly make it look good. There are one or two things missing. And that's fine because it's it's part of a longer project and it, it, it's still mm. getting developed. Um, I wish so just little bits like to to align things properly is a little bit harder to do than it needs to be. Um, but it's very versatile. You can build proper kind of like dashboardy style pages now, you know. I mean all that all the mm -hmm. workarounds that people people had with cards with like, you know, to use a matrix visualization and format it this way so it looks that way, always kind of looked a little bit off. Um, so I'm, I like it a lot. Have you, have you played with it at all or? Um, not personally, I'm more yeah. backend. So yeah, I thought so. That's yeah. right. But, <laughs> I got um, that impression. I'm definitely impressed by all the various screenshots I've seen. So cool. um, if, if I were to design a new report, I would definitely go there. Yeah, example. actually I've used it a lot in the past few days because one of the things that I've been doing, um, in the, in the new, um, company that I'm working at is just kind of changing workspaces. So I'm using that, that, that time to kind of quickly just do a very real quick makeovers to some reports. And there are a lot, and I actually didn't realize that the card visual was always the most used visual in mm -hmm. all of Harvard. It was I never realized that, but it does make sense if you think about it. Um, so just to bring them all into one and just to kind of make them neater is, mm -hmm. it's a very satisfying thing to do. So And once you're on probation, you've got to have some quick wins, right? You've got to have some quick wins, mate. Absolutely. Yeah. Really prove my worth, prove my value. It's what it's all about in the first six months. <laughs> um, but here, Christian, from, um, Christian, here we go. How do you, sorry, question for both. How do you choose what to keep up with? Good question, mate. 
Uh, do you want to start? <laughs> um, for me, the priority is basically I choose based on what I'm currently working on. If it's if I can actually do it on a project, then that's what it's going to be. You know, am I using it right now? Do I have a need for it? That's always going to be my first priority because first of all, it's going to help me learn. It's going to help me actually have a reason to do mm. so. And if if it's not, uh, it's more like a natural thing of like where my where like my thought process takes me. You know. Like obviously, recently I've been much more visualization focused. You know, it's an, it wasn't an intentional decision, but it, it just started with dinner. But for example, I've been working, um, just looking at them. Actually, actually, this is one of the things that started with a, a conversation on on Twitter with uh, Chris Wagner talking about um, the um, sizes of pages. You know, that that kind of stuff, like page sizes, just diving down then and. For me, it just feels like a path. I'm working on this, which brings me there, which leads me there. And I've read that. So I don't think it's an intentional decision most of the time, to be honest. I just follow my own crazy thought processes and kind of see where they lead me. Mm-hmm. Um, or other other than that, if there's like a big thing going on, if there's like, you know, fabric, obviously, or Tyndall, then I'll make an effort because I don't want to, when you have these really huge updates, you don't want to know nothing. Mm-hmm. So I think that's mm-hmm. would be with my answer, yeah. Okay. Your turn, mate. How do you choose? Well, I mean, in, in our industry, obviously, the one constant thing is that everything changes all the yeah. time, right? So I guess inherently, we're always afraid, <laughs> I guess, that we, we might completely miss, you know, the, yeah. the next big thing. And yeah. then and then it'll be too late. So I guess in terms of actively choosing, it's it's sort of looking at what is that thing that I might otherwise regret not having looked into, mm. you know, a few years from now, yeah. right? Um, and, uh, but in terms of, I mean, the, uh, otherwise I totally agree with what you said, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, whatever I'm currently actively using, I'm going to pay the most attention to, right? Yeah, and yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to sort of spend the most time on, um, I um yeah I I sort of have two paths right mm. so stuff you know like C sharp and and mm. uh, tabular modeling and right which is sort of main right so mm-hmm. that's you know definitely gotta be on top of everything and then there are other things which I'm sort of interested in but. I'm not even I'm not necessarily using them on a daily basis, but I I take notice of things that come up, you know, I bookmark yeah. stuff or or just read through a, an article, um, you know, whenever there's a, a moment just to sort of keep it in, in your head and yeah. just to have some reference points, right? Yeah. Uh, for me, that would be things around web development, you know, everything in, 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 in Node and TypeScript space, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not something uh, I'm using as extensively as C sharp, for instance. Yeah. Um, but I want to I want to sort of not l- lose, uh, you know, the, the connection. I want to I want to mm. sort of have an awareness of, you know, what are the big things? And obviously in 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 the web development space, there's I mean, it's it's wild, right? I yeah. mean, <laughs> there's not a not a day when uh, you know we don't have a, a new massive framework or so. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, 
But C Sharp is a, is a good example for me because that's one of the things that certainly have been kind of looking into bits and pieces over the past few months because um, I was kind of sick of not being able to like edit, you know, C Sharp tablet editor scripts and stuff, you know. So I've been like, you know, copying Bernat's work and then having a look around and see, like trying to understand the, the other elements. See, for that's one of the things I would say I kind of fall onto kind of half because of necessity. Because yes, yeah, so it's nice to be able to change things from like sum to average so I can automate mm. creating measures. But when you see what some people do, that just kind of sparks my interest. Um, so she's, she's, sorry, I can't, I can't even say it. C sharp would be something that mm-hmm. would kind of always kind of, kind of, kind of is under, uh, on my radar, you know? There's a question here. I'm not sure if it's for you or for me. I think it seems, it says, hey, Matt, but it seems to be more for me. Hey, Matt, why can't you make a very basic video of component Deneb? Oh, okay. Main parts explained in Vega or Vega Plus so that can become easy to come. All right. Yeah, I guess that's Deneb. for you, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, Ooh, actually, how do you choose between Vega and Vega Lite? Um, I found Vega Lite easier, to be honest. I, it was simply the fact that I actually I went with light Vega light because it said light. I was like, okay, that's probably a good place to start because it's the light version. Oh, so you you've never used Vega? Actually? I have. I've I've used Vega a couple of times. I mean, I use it. Um, well, the thing is with Vega light, I've never really reached a point where I couldn't achieve what I wanted to achieve with Vega light. Mm-hmm. I've never I've never felt yeah. really um, against, um like limited. Never mm-hmm. never felt like limited. So mm-hmm. with um, with Vega light. I think Vega Light, I mean, you know, there are other people who have, have better knowledge than me, um, is very good for creating very, um, like, infographic or very complex mm-hmm. um, style visualizations. I, but for me, even if the, um, I always get it wrong, I, ICBS, IBCS, International oh, yes. Business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think you can create those fine with Vega Light, to be honest. Obviously, no. you can do always do more with Vega. Um but for me, if you're building re- business reports, Vegalite is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, more than fine, it's excellent, actually. Regarding video of all the elements and what have you, I tried to do that on my intro to Deneb video, but I see you almost like actually breaking down what each individual element is. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I have like 20 videos now on, on Deneb, to be honest. So sometimes I feel I've, I've made myself too niche, but whatever, I don't care, it's good fun. So mm-hmm. I can... Um, Sorry, this uh, like question is for Ben. Consider this question. Yeah, process. I'm not sure. Have you have you seen my intro to Deneb video? I guess you have. Um, honestly, one of the reasons I haven't done it so much is because I do genuinely believe that the the documentation for Vega Vega Light is so good that you don't mm. need that sort of video. Um, I always recommend people start actually going to the um, the Vega Light documentation where it explains in detail every single element. And not only that, because you have like a, an online live editor, you can go around and you can play with it and you can change different elements and stuff, you know? Um, it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic uh, resource. I'll post the link in the chat in case you, yeah, you haven't used it. But I would highly recommend that you, um, that you do have a look. So cool. that's, that's, that's one of the reasons, because it's, the documentation is so good. But... If you think it's a good idea, I could I could try and find the time and do it. Another issue, I don't really actually have that many time to do videos. I normally do like one a month. I would love to, I would love to be able to do like one video per week, 
but it's just it's just absolutely not possible to be honest um which is a shame but that, that that's the way it is you know <laughs> having job and family and all that kind of stuff it um it eats into your time and uh, and other hobbies and whatnot sometimes this is the most ridiculous this is the most ridiculous thing sometimes i'll be sitting at my desk and i want to like i don't know like make a video or kind of prepare something for making a video but then i just look on my wall and i've got on my wall here you can't see i've got some like ukulele and i like to play the ukulele um so i'll just like get the ukulele and I'll just stop playing that a little bit instead and i'm like okay am i good am i doing power bi am i playing the ukulele I'm, I'm kind of so i kind of do both like without my full attention so it's just finding that sort of um but most okay so you've seen it but you want a more simplified version but We'll see. I would highly recommend the documentation, but uh, if you need more, there's lots of learning resources out there. Anyway, that was a. a... Oops. Oops. <laughs> Am I gone? You're back. I, I just got like I, I got, got running away. <laughs> I got like three pop-ups from something from about Bitdefender. Oh, I see. Okay. You're still here. You, can you see me and hear me? Yes. Okay, because I see you not moving now, which is I can hear you, oh. but I can't see you moving. Oh no, I'm moving. <coughs> um, That's fine. Well, One second, I'll just take you back off and put you back on again. No, am I can't... moving? Yeah. I see. I see. I see you frozen. Oops. Um, okay. That's fine. Um, well. Um... That's weird. I can see you moving on YouTube, but I can't see you moving on Restream. That's so strange. Oh, what are you gonna do? Both moving. Okay. Big. Anyway, Everyone's uh, moving. <laughs> before my computer goes crazy, um, any we'll maybe start. Maybe that's a good time to kind of start to wrap it up before my computer implodes for whatever reason. Thank you very much, my virus protector defender thing for almost kicking me out of my own live stream. Um, Matthias, thank you very much for joining. It was an absolute pleasure. It was pleasure. great fun. I really um, enjoyed it. And also, that, that's the first time we've ever had an impromptu demo, by the way. That was very cool. All right. Well, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, and <laughs> who's first... on next? Uh, that is a re... oh, you know that's that's the sort of thing I should know the answer to. Because you 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 pre-booked quite a few people in advance, right? I did, um, and then I, st I started using um, the Doodle thing because it was difficult like, to book appointments and stuff. So now it's it's now it's harder. So where we are the 29th and next Thursday is uh, oh it's Christian. Ah, well there we go. Cool. Fantastic. So Christian, unprompted demos. That, that's the new bar. <laughs> <laughs> See, you love the, you had the answer before I got there. Thank you very much for Christian. For that. I'm like looking through my calendar and he's like sitting right there. It's, it's me. Awesome. Very yeah, good. Be good fun. Cool. cool. No, it, it's been great. Very good. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, are there, are there going to be more Power BI events in Berlin? Uh, Cause uh, you know, I always love reasons to travel. Uh, what's what's going on? That's a good question. That is a good question. So actually, uh, well, we we met briefly at um, probably our next step, right? We, we yes, at Legoland. At Legoland, exactly. We 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 spoke briefly, um, but, and when I was there, a couple of people said, "Oh, the why are there not more events and stuff in Berlin for Power BI?" And um, it would be cool. I think there is one. There's this. Um, there's a power. There's a data yeah, event. Like a heavy metal thing or so. Exactly. Coming, right? That's that's coming up. That's coming In, up. Is it October? I think October, right? I think so. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There is that. Um, I wish there were more events in power and uh, power BI or whatever data sort of events of this in this kind of field in in Berlin. Um, 
I guess I could try and arrange them. Yeah, there just, we go. See? It seems like so much effort, and I wouldn't know where to start, you know? Like, what are you going to do? To organize an event must be a huge um, undertaking, to be honest. Um, but maybe someone out there can give me some tips, and I can start trying to organize something. That would be cool. There we know. go. So we'll see. But, are you, but will, you, will you be coming in October to the Power BI or the Data Mosh, data mosh Pit? That's what it's called, right? Yes. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, do, do you know the date? Because uh, it may even um, um, coincide with uh, Data Mines Connect in Belgium, which uh, is okay. definitely what I'm going to. Um, also, just very, uh, very quickly, this question came up twice now. Oh, um, yes, PBI Tools will support the new Power BI project. Um, uh, I'm actively working on it, but it um, fell back behind a few other really urgent things, including the next release of Tyndall, which I got done last week and which cool. will be released by Microsoft over the weekend. So yeah, uh, that one has a, 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 had a bunch of things in it. So it distracted me a little bit from PPI tools, but um, I'm not far off now. Fair enough, so fair enough. Oh, when you were talking, by the way, um, the data mosh pit, I believe it's now, it says it's in um, September, 16th oh. of September. Oh, right, so that's why. Yeah, no, September, I'm already traveling to three or four different places. So ah, okay. I know why I can do uh, another one. You're a busy person. You're always somewhere doing something, right? You're, you're in demand. This is the problem of being so in demand, mate, you know? Cool. Anyway, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Likewise. And, um, We'll speak to each other soon, I'm sure, mm -hmm. no doubt. And everyone in the chat, as ever, thank you for the questions and thank you for getting involved and thank you for coming up with the song suggestion for, for Tyndall. Much appreciated. And um, yeah, I'll be back next Thursday and I look forward to it. Thank you and goodbye. Bye. Don't you want